Welcome, listeners, to Tom Reads Your Story. Join voice actor Tom Zania as he reads from past audiobooks and other spoken word projects. You writers may also be given the chance to have your newly written material, fiction or nonfiction, read to an audience. This show will get the words out. And now, here's the host of Tom Reads Your Story, voice actor and podcaster, Tom Zania. And thank you very much, Mr. Announcer, for that uh, nice introduction. Hello, everyone. Thanks for coming back to join me here at Tom Reads Your Story. Tom Zania with you for another uh, 20 or 30 minutes. We'll play some things. We'll have some talking by me because <laughs> I don't have a partner. Yes, and we will hear some a piece of a book that uh, I narrated a long time ago. So... Uh, this is the third podcast. It's, however, it's part two of the Getting to Know Me uh, set. The first one. This is the second one. Just I, I, I use that title because I, you know I want you to know who I am and what I've done. So it brings us a little closer together, you know, and. Uh, I'm a voice actor here in New York. I started out doing voiceover work a little bit here and there in Grand Rapids, which was very, very helpful to me. And uh, I did commercials here and there. Uh, I actually narrated a uh, something that was for the Amway Corporation. It was a documentary about Inuit artists which was pretty good. Uh, I don't think I have any actual physical recording of that, unfortunately, anymore. But um, I did, yeah, I did a lot of things. And uh, now that I'm in New York and have gotten through, you know, most of my theater years, uh, to put it in a nutshell, uh, I have gotten into voiceover work, and uh, I try to do it as often as I can. Most of what you hear, and I, I didn't say this before, and I want to be honest with you, most of what you hear here is not stuff that I did for a fee. It's audition pieces, it's personal projects, things like that. Now, I did do, I have, yes, done some you know, a good amount of things for money. Uh, I'm the voice uh, for commercials for a law firm, a very well-known law firm uh, in downtown New York and the downtown area called Whites and Luxembourg. You can hear me uh, still if they're still running them. I'm not sure if they are right now. But um, I did plenty of those uh, for them. And... Uh, so that's it. You know, it's um, that and a lot of audiobooks. So I want to share that with you and give you the idea. You know, if you want to know why this exists, it's an advertisement. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I want to work with you. I want you to hear my work. And if you have a project that you're working on, to get, definitely get in touch with me. The other thing that we're doing here is allowing you, if you're a writer, to have some things read by me uh, as a formal 
you know, pre-recorded piece that I can play and that people can hear uh, for your sake. And how you do that is this. You basically send me an email. Now, my email address is Tom Reads Your Story, which is the same title as the podcast. Tom Reads Your Story. That's all one word. At yahoo.com. Tom Reads Your Story at yahoo.com. Please get in touch with me. You may have, I don't know, a newspaper article that you wrote or a novel that you're working on or some poetry. Let me know uh, if it's something that I think I can do something with. I can't guarantee that it's something I'm going to want to do for you, but chances are I will. And hey, you know, we can we can have a good time with that. And uh, hopefully uh, it'll help you uh, in your career as well. So what am I doing today as far as recordings? Recordings uh, that I have lined up, uh, an Imperial Margarine ad that I did at a place called Actors Connection. They said, do you have to put a, you know, an audition together for us. These were agents. I was auditioning for agents. They had to put a uh, a script. To, I didn't put the script together. No, they did. And I, I did this for them uh, at one of their evenings where you can meet agents and, and hopefully promote your career. And um, they went nuts. They thought I was so great. And, you know, I don't usually like to brag about myself, but I it was really nice. And never heard from them again. Never. Not a word. <laughs> and another thing that we're going to be listening to is some positive affirmation uh, things. This is an audition I did for a self-help book that uh, I forget the name of, but it, it was something that I tried out for. And also uh, True Amour Dating Service, online dating. True Amour. Don't know if it's still around, but it's definitely an ad I have here that we'll be listening to. And, oh, the book. The book I'll be reading from is called I Know Why the Waters of the Sea Taste of Salt. Long title and great book. Great book about a kamikaze pilot uh, who talks about what he does. I love books about, uh, about, you know, storyteller type books where you don't have a lot of characters. You have a few that are different and sound different, but it's mostly a narrator who's actually a character in the book. Usually. Now this, this guy is the pilot who is talking and, and we'll get into more of that later, but it's wonderful story. I think you'll like it. I read a, a, a piece from there, and uh, so let's let's get started with the first thing, which is the Imperial Margarine ad, and I hope you like it. New Light Blend Imperial Margarine, the lighter than lightly, delightfully lively, decidedly brightly new spread. It tastes fresh and delicate and delicious and the lovely. New Light Blend Imperial. The lighter than lightly, delightfully lively, decidedly brightly new spread.
Okay. And, of course, right before that stinger was the Imperial Margarine ad. The next thing that we're going to do is play the Positive Affirmations uh, book audition that I did a, a number of years ago. And uh, that is, I don't know, you, you're, you're familiar. I mean, most people are familiar with self-help uh, tapes where you, you have positive affirmations about yourself, where you say, you are a beautiful person. You are going to get a great job. You are, you know, that type of stuff. And uh, this is a piece of that uh, positive affirmations. Powerful Affirmations for Positive Thinking Reprogram your subconscious mind and decrease anxiety, boost confidence, and self-esteem. Introduction Thanks for giving yourself the gift to consciously reprogram your mind. Keeping it simple, your brain has two parts, the conscious mind and the unconscious or subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is a part we are not aware of usually. However, it will still influence our thoughts and feelings, therefore our actions and our reality. The function of the subconscious mind is to store and retrieve data. It does not think or reason independently. It obeys the commands received from the conscious mind. Affirmations will be the medium for influencing the subconscious mind. It is instrumental that you both see and feel the affirmations as if you already are or have what you desire most. It's crucial to follow the steps to effectively influence the unconscious mind and to repeat this step over and over again, as it's repetition that creates the unshakable belief in your mind. This audiobook will be compiled of a long list of affirmations specifically for positive thinking. Its purpose is to facilitate the repetition of affirmations in audio format. In order to get the most out of this audiobook, it's best that you repeat these affirmations while at the same time seeing and feeling the affirmation. The frequency and consistency have a great effect on the depth of the effects and the length of them to take effect in your reality. You will have the affirmations repeated three times one with inspirational music for the day, one with music to help you sleep, and one without music. Once again, thanks for bringing yourself into this journey of mind reprogramming. I wish you the best in your life and the energy to fulfill all of your desires. I'd love to invite you to download a free affirmation reflection worksheet that will guide you through a reflection of the building of a new life. Please enter www.acesofhealing.com slash reflection Affirmations I am surrounded by abundance. My ideas are good enough. I don't need to seek out validation for them. I attract and am unconditional love. I attract positive thoughts. I receive the love back, then offer ten times over. I have an open mindset when it comes to attracting love into my life. 
I am in flow. I am connected to my intuition. I am skilled. I respect myself. I believe in myself. I am a student of life. I am a leader. I am a love magnet. Every day I'm getting healthier. I radiate confidence. I believe I can get through anything. Life takes care of all of my needs. Love is my birthright. I am always ready to accept the best. I am confident in myself. I am engaged with my guidance. I am becoming more knowledgeable and wiser with each day. My body is my home, and I am taking care of it. Every time I exhale, I breathe out tensions and anxieties. I learn from my mistakes. Everything I seek can be found within. I have the power to create the reality I desire. I am a beautiful soul. I am aligned in my belief, words, and acts. There is harmony and loving feelings in my workplace. I am focused only on progress. I set myself free by forgiving myself. My life is full of prosperity. I lose nothing and gain everything from giving more love. I accept my past mistakes and do not judge myself for them. I am grateful. I am listening to the voice within. Stop dreaming. Start dating. For real. With True Amour. True Amour is a new upscale speed dating service that unites area singles to mingle and connect. Conducted as mini-dates, it's perfect for the busy professional and those without time to meet others outside their circle of friends. To reserve your spot with True Amour, call 800-626-9067. Limit 10 couples per event. And hey, even if you don't find your match, you'll make some great friends. True Amour, where connections are made. Call 800-626-9067. And, of course, that was the True Amour uh, ad that you heard before the stinger. Uh, True Amour dating site. Don't think it's around anymore. It was a little different kind of dating site. I think they did things a little differently there. But hey, look, an online dating site 
is an online dating site, and I won't get any more negative than that. Um, so next we have, and I'm, I'm really proud of this. This was when I was just starting out uh, doing books several years ago. Uh, and I, I always kind of lean toward shorter books. Uh, you know, I was always kind of, oh, let's not, let's not do anything too difficult or complicated. And, and I really was attracted to the storyteller type books. Now the storyteller type short story is many times a character in the story. Okay. And he refers to himself in the first person. I just love that. And, you know, it's not, you know, 10,000 different characters that you got to develop voices for. Not that I don't like developing voices. I really like it. But in a short story, it's mostly the narrator. And I, I really like that. Uh, so this is a book about a young kamikaze uh, pilot, World War II. Japanese, of course, and what he's going through and what he sees. And I just was so amazed by the author, Steve Vernon, who is from, I think, New Brunswick, Canada. And he is, I just think he's terrific. He he does, uh, you know, slightly horror stuff, weird stuff. Um, this is kind of it's it's almost poetic in the way it's written and i i think you'll you'll really like it and it's called i know why the waters of the sea taste of salt i know why the waters of the sea taste of salt my father swore i was born with a full set of teeth he claimed that my birth cord twisted like an eel in the midwife's hand biting her as I bit my way out of my mother's womb. I still remember that taste. It tasted of salt. It tasted of tears. It tasted of seawater. I was born in Okinawa and moved to Tokyo to live with my grandfather. My mother was Chinese. My father claimed that she was Okinawan. His lie fooled no one. I have three countries, three stories, and three songs. Okinawa, Japan, and China. My life has sprung from many waters, and my father cursed my birth shortly after my mother died. Listen to the sea. The waves tell the same story many times. All that I have to remember my father by is a letter scrawled in my mother's blood and a small wooden sculpture, a netsuki, we called it in Japan. A practical Chinese man would call it trash. My father was an Okinawan fisherman and might have tied the charm to his net for luck, but instead he gave the sculpture to my grandfather, who in turn gave it to me. My father wrote in that blood-stained letter, I was born of the sea, not on the sea or in the sea, but of the sea. 
Your mother fell asleep by the water waiting for your father to come home from the sea, my grandfather told me. In the morning she awoke with child. She died clutching the memory of your birth pain into the twisted grain of this small wooden sculpture. Now, years later, I soar over the waters of Okinawa in a small Oka Kamikaze plane. Nothing more than a pair of thin wooden wings, a trio of solid fuel rocket engines, and a cockpit strapped with the body of a 1,200-kilogram bomb. We call it Oka, Cherry Blossom, because it is said that a pilot who successfully crashes his plane into the belly of an American ship will fly up to heaven like the petals of a cherry blossom on a divine wind. The Americans call the plane Baca, or Fool, and maybe they are right. I have seen the ashes flying in the wind. A light rain fell upon the waves, small wet kisses from the sky showered down. In the distance I saw puffs of smoke, the guns of the American invasion fleet pushing like gray metal waves towards the Okinawa shoreline. The ocean waves were forever. They were always coming, forward, forward, like the wind they must forever return. War was forever. It would never end. It was in men's nature to butcher themselves over imagined slights, to fight for a bit of dirt, a handful of water, a dream. When I dreamed, my memories tasted of amniotic salt and a mother's tears. I knew the Americans were out there. I saw their ships pushing towards Okinawa, their planes raped the clouds and sliced the sky, their soldiers crawled upon the beaches and overtook us. I was unafraid and ready to die here in my plane. I have always loved flying. I remembered one morning when I was only nine years old, standing on the mountainside, flying my dragon kite. The mountain opened up and spoke to me. A great dark stony jaw opened in the shadows of the mountain. It spoke to me in words that sounded like waves smashing upon the rocks. I did not know what the mountain said to me, but I listened. I fingered the piece of Nutsky my father left me. My grandfather gave it to me on my sixth birthday. A serpent painted soft green, its arcing curve artfully sculpted into the sway of a charging rampant wave. Not a dragon, but a serpent as large as a dragon nested in my open palm. Such was my life. Okinawan, Japanese, Chinese. I was a river born from many streams. My life was a mirror of seawater flowing backward, the time and tide slipping away like a long burning fuse. I was a moment in search of experience. I was a dream waiting to be awoken. I was born dying of the future while dreaming of an unremembered past. You are neither land nor water, my grandfather said. You are the wind moving over the waves, the clouds pissing down upon the dirt, the lightning stroke, the laughter of thunder. You are a storm blowing hard and fast and gone before you know it. All go and no stop. This is the way of young men always, and for you, young Toryu, that is the way of your life.
I give this bit of Netsky to you. Touch it when you are lonely. It will bring you strength. I don't know who carved this small Netsky. It was carved out of a wood that felt like stone as smooth as a small polished egg, a seed of darkness waiting to grow. My father left instructions along with his blood-stained letter, bidding my grandfather give both to me on my sixth birthday. Sixes are lucky, my father wrote, and you will need all the luck the skies can give. I touched the release button that would cut me loose from the great Hamaki bomber that bore me out over the sea. Soon I would be close enough to the American fleet to see their ships. Soon I would hunt and hurtle myself down upon them like a hawk, like a wind, like a thunderbolt. I would crash and burn, but my soul was as light as a chrysanthemum petal caught in the wind. My heart would float upon the waves, my eyes burn in the sunrise, and my spirit would dwell in the mountain hall of heroes. But what do ashes know of dreams? Higher, I urged into the tinny, static-clogged speakerphone that linked the bomber and I. I need to be higher. A man could see forever if he only climbed high enough. That is what the mountains reached for. That is why the clouds dreamed of heaven. The sea drank from the tears of the sky and swept them back up in soft, mist-ridden memories. We hurtled forward. My bomber friend and I nested below like a shadow, like an echo, like a bomb. He rode above me in his airplane, a great eagle, the hamaki long and cigar-shaped, and beneath its fuselage my oka. An egg waiting to be born, an explosion waiting to soar upon the burning wind. I have waited for this moment forever. This dream has haunted me for as long as I have breathed. I saw myself rising from the waves and sweeping down over the enemy, a great monsoon of meat and metal and vengeance. I was too young to fly with the great heroes who pounce like tigers upon the sleeping dreadnoughts of Pearl Harbor. I was too young to have flown at Midway. We were winged tigers roaring upon our enemy. The Americans could not stop us. And then we came to a corner in our path. Something turned, something twisted, and we began to lose. I was young and foolish and cheered when our country's circumstance grew so dire that they were forced to allow even the youngest men a chance to fly. I joined the Navy despite my grandfather's wishes. He had been a soldier in the Japanese Army, and he wanted me to follow in his footsteps. There are planes in the Army, too, he said. He was right what the planes of the Army were for reconnaissance. They looked and spied where I would rather act. I followed darker dreams, dreams old beyond my grandfather's years. Now I would finally have my chance. I longed to revenge my country's misfortunes. We had roused a sleeping giant and were forced into retreat and surrender as wave after wave of American carriers, warplanes, and men rolled over our diminishing forces. And, of course, just before that stinger was a portion of a great short story from uh, Steve Vernon. I know why the waters of the sea taste of salt. Um, I, don't know, I just, I think he's terrific. Poetic is, is the label you could use if you don't mind using labels, but he, uh, he uh, is a Canadian 
writer. New Brunswick, I believe, is where he lives, unless he's moved uh, recently. Um, but uh, I always like to uh, search out the um, the audition section in ACX, uh, which is the is the website to get the narrators for audible.com. And I always search it out to see if he has anything up there. Lately, I have not seen anything, but hopefully in the future I will. So that pretty much wraps things up for today. And uh, I want to thank you for visiting once again. And remember, uh, this is for you too. Uh, send me something that you've written that you'd love to have read as a nicely produced, pre-recorded performance. Uh, Tom Read Your Story at Yahoo.com. Tom Read Your Story at Yahoo.com. Uh, that doesn't mean send me a grocery list or <laughs> it doesn't mean send me something so silly that I don't want to read it. And you know what I'm talking about, but keep it clean, obviously. And, uh, you know, if you've got something, maybe you're working on a book that you want read or a very short piece of it that you want read, that that would be great. I'll take a look at it and maybe we'll get something up there. And I want to thank, and I'm going to thank them every, after every episode, uh, anchor.com. Anchor.com has given me the chance to make these episodes, these podcasts that you can listen to. Uh, if you're interested, and I know a lot of people aren't really interested in this type of thing, but some people are, and I would love to have you uh, come by every so once in a while, or all the time, to listen to what I have. And uh, until next time, I haven't made a schedule yet, but I think it's going to be two or three times a week that I have episodes. And until next time, thanks for stopping by. and. Have a great rest of your day. Take care. For more information on Tom's availability for your e-learning, commercial, audiobook, or video project, visit his website at www.tomzvoices.weebly.com. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Tom Reads Your Story.